0: This is a Clark University podcast. This is like a debatable statement and you and I can go back and forth, but it's not a hyperbole to say. The Federal Reserve is ultimately the most powerful institution in the world. With this comes an expectation that when they do speak, it is for a reason. And when they do choose to communicate something, perhaps we should listen. Listen. Especially now with inflation being a concern for everyday Americans, just because like the prices of eggs and milk and flour have risen by a lot. I think that people do generally listen, maybe not as in-depth as investors would.
1: Clark University senior Sharina Giorgadze has spent the last year analyzing the Federal Reserve, also known as the Fed. Sharina, an economics major, became fascinated by the way the country's central banking system communicates with citizens. The economic institution's communication practices became the focus of Sharina's thesis paper, a project that required her to determine a specific question to investigate. I
0: thought that an interesting topic would be how forward guidance influences financial markets. Forward guidance is just simply a communication tool like It's just how the Fed decides to communicate with the public. This idea of the Fed being transparent and communicating to the public what they may or may not do, how does that influence financial markets? That was really the basis of the question. Forward guidance has technically only ever been around since the 1990s. These announcements were only issued when there was a rise or a drop in interest rates. However, after 1994, they began to issue these announcements after every single meeting. Then something else that's really interesting is, I believe in 2005, they began to issue the meeting minutes. I don't think that the average person is really looking at the intricate details of this, but I do think that they'll pay attention to announcements. I mean, if you just type in forward guidance in Google, people have really, really strong opinions about this. They think that perhaps the Fed can't communicate what they don't know.
1: This has really been an ever-changing topic and this is like one big narrative. I'm Melissa Hansen, a producer in Clark's communications office, and this is Challenge Change. So how does the Federal Reserve's communication impact investors? This was the question at the centre of Sharina's thesis, for which she received a high honours distinction.
0: It depends on what the modes of communication are, is what I found. The two variables I specifically looked at were the announcements and the dot plots specifically. So when I was observing the impact of announcements, um, I saw that treasury bills and that treasury bond yields were much more heavily impacted by announcements, whereas the projections of the federal fund rate, the dot plots, was more impactful on the S&P, some corporate bonds, and some exchange rates. The announcements including treasuries really make sense when you think about bond determinants, but specifically Treasury bond determinants. The yield is very closely tied to monetary policy and actions by the Fed. And then they added a fourth component, I believe in 2012, called dot plot. This is the projection of the Fed's federal funds rate and what they think the federal funds rate will look like in the future. These dot plots have been extremely, extremely controversial. I think forward guidance is going to continue to be a topic of discussion for a very, very long time. We've seen historically the Fed has made a conscious effort to become more and more transparent. And whether that's a good thing, we don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see. We've kind of gotten more and more and more transparent. And now we're kind of at the peak, some would say, where they really need to make a decision on whether they're going to continue this trend or maybe They need to take a step back and say, you know, we should probably understand what's going on first before we communicate anything to
1: you. This brings us to the average American's burning questions. Are we heading into a recession? What is the Fed going to do with interest rates? Is my grocery bill going to be this expensive for the foreseeable future? The economy is going to be among the chief issues in which 2024 presidential candidates center their campaigns. Inflation has slowly began to come down. And
0: we shouldn't have premature excitement over this, but I think it would be fair to say that we will see a dip in inflation in the coming months. And with this, I think it is also a fair assessment to say that the Fed will also start to ease up on raising interest rates. You see that there is a difference in how aggressive they're being. I think perhaps over the summer, end of summer, they will start to ease up. The bank failures going on right now, some are saying that this could do the Fed's job for them and that these bank failures will apply a certain amount of pressure to the economy where the Fed does not need to be as aggressive as they maybe have been and will tame inflation through this. During times of recession, When perhaps the Fed isn't able to use their interest rate tool, they really have to rely on unconventional sources of monetary policy, which is, of course, forward guidance. Forward guidance is incredibly unconventional, and it's a
1: tool that is clearly at the peak of its power. Sharina decided to major in economics because she felt problem solving was at the subject's core.
0: It was always coming from a position of not sitting down and discussing issues going on in the world, but perhaps actually trying to fix them. That was something that I thought was very refreshing. I think it made me kind of a, more of an optimist as a student, which I appreciated. I think sometimes when you sit down and talk about the state of the world, it can get a bit dark in terms of the United States. I think our politics are in a little bit of trouble. I think we're having a bit of an existential crisis on who we are as Americans and the type of politicians that we want to have in office. I know at the end of the day, we will do what is right. Economics has moved away from purely being about, you know, getting a job on Wall Street to now actually being like an important academic topic and subject. And I think a lot of People my age are seeing the many opportunities that
1: come with getting an economics major. Many students choose an economics major in search of a Wall Street job. However, Sharina is seeing fellow students pursue economics because of a desire to dive into research. I think that a lot of Gen Z studying
0: economics now see an opportunity to improve policy and to really just think about in what ways can the economic framework
1: help us create the world a better place. After four years of research, here's the economic advice Sharina would impart on her Gen Z peers. First of all, when it comes to the job market, I would
0: say, you know, take advantage of this job market. I think a lot of us when we saw COVID happening we all everyone in my grade was kind of just like oh my gosh we're going to graduate into a recession and there's not going to be any jobs around and this is not the case. There has been some layoffs but it's very industry specific mostly in tech. I don't think that unemployment is going to be a huge issue at least not for a while right now when the market is maybe not looking so good, it is a good time to invest if you can, but this is actually really, you know, could be
1: hard for people who are just now graduating. Sharina is graduating on Sunday. After she walks across the stage at Clark's 119th commencement, she's heading into her first full-time job. I am starting a job
0: at a investment management firm, a private one, and it is something I am so excited about. I was an intern there last summer. They heavily inspired this topic and this theme um, as I saw just how important a role the Fed plays. I'm studying for exams right now because I have to get licensed. So that's been a bit of a pain, but I'll get through it. (laughs) I'm very excited. I'm very excited as I figure out what it is I really want to do in the future, like where I want to go in terms of career, I think being around those people is going to be really helpful.
1: Shirena is featured in a project our office just published, highlighting 23 outstanding members of the class of 2023. This project chronicles their time at Clark and where they're headed next. We'll link it in the show notes. Challenge Change is produced by Andrew Hart and Melissa Hansen for Clark University. Find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: One, two, three. Clark! (laughs) Categorically, Paul Volcker is my favorite chairman of the Fed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know.